you and me together together constant companions forever forever talking about things like weather or not oh not take some time out of your week your week listen and then you will see oh you'll see how much you enjoy our show or not or not you're about to experience constant companion hello everybody welcome to constant companion podcast we are back once again today it's just me and dallas it's good it's good you know we're, we're gonna miss Wes for a little bit he's not feeling too well um but hey you know, it's been a while since it's just been me and you, so... It's, I can't even remember the last time we had an episode where it was just me and you. Um, I think it was, like, the original glory days, which, you know, we're coming up on our year soon. I know. November 15th, right? November 15th. You know better than me. I thought it was October, but I guess, I, for some reason, I remembered it being right around uh, Halloween. Um, I, I think we were talking about it in October, and then actually, like did it in november i think we recorded one in october but then that didn't make it you're right dude we totally did uh however i do want to i want to talk about this for a second because we are coming up on our year mark and we thought it was about time that we addressed the elephant in the room which is really just the structure of our podcast it's very casual it's always been casual it will probably continue to be casual but we still needed some sort of structure and backbone to make our podcast a little more directed. Um, and our solution to that still gives us a lot of freedom to kind of uh, be creative with who we want to have come on, but it also gives us a little more direction. And what I mean by that is we now have, instead of doing a theme every episode, which was a little crazy, um, we are going to do a theme every month. So for this month of October, we are introducing this, uh, this new format. This genre or topic or theme is horror. That's horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, not what it usually comes across as on the microphone. So what we're <laughs> going to be talking about today, specifically, we want to talk about scary stories. Um, scary stories that have affected us personally. Uh, scary stories have been a big part of, of I think, any childhood where somebody had, like, a creepy house down the street or something, and everybody would like to make stories up about the house down the street. I at least know it happened to me in my own neighborhood, that we were convinced there was this old, dilapidated, broken-down uh, brick house that there was a family that lived in there. And I remember specifically this kid on my street telling me that... One night, the mother of the family chopped off their daughter's head and threw it out the window. And the last thing what? she... What? Yeah, that's what I was told. Here, I, I haven't even talked about this. I can't believe I haven't talked about this on the podcast. I'm just... Sorry, I know we're opening with this, but I think it's a good story to start with. So yeah, basically... bring it on. Okay, let me back it up. This was in like 2001, 2002, maybe. Really young. And... 
there was, like I said, this brick house. And it you never saw the owners there. There was a guy who was a caretaker of the house, but you never saw anybody actually using the house. There was a uh, like a shed that was sometimes used, but the only time you'd ever see anybody out there was when there was a guy who'd drive over and mow the lawn. So there was nobody who actually lived there, which made it perfect. And it looked like an old haunted house. And it was you know, covered up by all these trees and stuff. So it was just kind of creepy and leery. And so we decided to ask kids about it because everybody on the street, not just us, automatically assumed it was haunted because there was nobody living there. And so this one girl, her name was Bailey. I won't say a last name, but she had told us that there was a family there and there was a little girl who lived there. And one night, her mom came into the room, or it could have been her father, one or the other, and said, instead of saying good night when she was putting her to bed, she said goodbye. No! Yes. And the girl was confused, obviously, but she dozed off, and next thing you know, they came in, chopped off the girl's head, and threw it out the window. The what? window that we could see from our swing set in our backyard. Absolutely. The truth. You saw the head? No, we heard the story, but the okay. girl told us it came out of the window that we were facing when she was telling us the story, and she pointed to it. And I was mortified. And so here's what we did. We realized it's kind of like, um, you know, if you think of like uh, any old Spielberg, like Goonies, or you think like Stranger Things, where the kids kind of put together their own investigation team. It was mm -hmm. like that. And so the only thing we had was a Game Boy camera. Do you remember those? It was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a little Game Boy cartridge, but it had a camera installed on it. And the cool thing about it is you could take pictures with it, and then you could digitally edit it on your Game Boy Color. So we decided to conduct an investigation. We went around to neighbors. We were knocking on their door like we were actually investigators and asking the neighbors what they knew. And I just remember one neighbor in particular was like, whatever you do, don't step on that lawn. And the only reason he was telling us that was because he knew we'd get in trouble if we were trespassing on somebody's property. But we took it to mean, oh, he doesn't want us to go there because it's haunted. And he knows that if we go over there, that we'll get, you know, killed by whatever spirit still roamed around in this house. So instantly we went over to the lawn and we started taking pictures of the house. I don't know what we were expecting to catch on a Game Boy camera, but we started taking pictures of the house. And the same guy who told us not to come out, he starts yelling at us. And he's like, I told you, kids, don't go over there. Get off the lawn. And we're like, oh, man, he must really be looking out for us. So we took it as like, you know, a, a kind gesture. So later, um, we ended up uh, talking to another one of our friends named Donnie. And he told us that he snuck in there one night with his friends. And they walked through the house. And they got to the top floor and hallway. And all of a sudden, it was all dark. But at the last minute, all the lights turned on and there were a bunch of like Christmas lights like strung down the hall and they just lit up. And then this alarm started going off, but it was like a creepy laugh or something. And there was a clown in there and he started running and running and got out of the house and he never stepped foot in there again. So at that point, I knew who we had to take our investigation to. Adults 
pretty much in our neighborhood had proven to be useless. So I had to go to the only adult I could trust because I didn't trust the police. So I went to our elementary school counselor, Mr. Slimmer. Now, Mr. Slimmer was, he was really old. He was probably in his 60s or 70s. So he was pretty adept with helping kids with their problems and talking to them about what they're struggling with. So I made an appointment with him with my Game Boy camera, came in, and I said, Mr. Slimmer, this is a professional meeting. I t- Keep in mind, I was in second grade. <laughs> and uh, he was like, well, what do you have for me, Connor? And I'm like, you're going to have to check this out. So I showed him the pictures on the Game Boy camera, first of all, and he had no idea. I don't even think he could tell what was on the Game Boy camera because there was no backlight to the screen. It was just dark and everything was kind of gray. And he's like, why don't you tell me more? I told him the story, everything that I knew about the girl getting her head chopped off, about my friends going in there and the clown chasing them. And he simply told me, well, I think that your friends are pulling a prank on you. And I was like, absolutely not. They would never do that. They would not be my friends if they were lying to me about this. And he was like, well, I would consider I think they might just be trying to scare you. And I was not having it at all. I told him I was going to meet with him again. And he's like, all right, all right. Anyhow, at that point, I didn't have any trust in anybody. And then the very next day, I just didn't care. I just gave up (laughs) on the investigation. And I never thought about it again. Are you kidding me? That's the end of that story. <laughs> so as I'm as I'm picturing this, when you first talking about this house, I'm picturing. Do you remember the movie Monster House? Yes. The old cartoon. That's what I'm picturing. As you're walking up, you're seeing this monster house. It looks really creepy. You walk in. All of a sudden, the Christmas lights are flashing. Now I'm thinking Stranger Things. Then you walk down the hall and you see a clown. This is just turned into it. Mm-hmm. This is this is just a mix between three different uh, uh, genres. A horror genres. I'm just that. That's my imagination. That's what I'm picturing as this is happening. Is this accurate? It pretty much is. You know, I never put together how those movies strung together into my actual life, but you're totally right. I think so. Yeah. I think. We're you know there. what I'm gonna do? Here's what? what I'm gonna do. I am going to look up on Google Maps a picture of this house, and I'm going to show it to you. And I want you to tell me what you think of this house. Okay. Okay. But go ahead. Continue uh, with your analysis of the story. Um, that's it. That's that's actually the entirety of this analysis. Um, because you didn't really conclude um, about what exactly happened there. Um, you didn't really finish the investigation. You're right. Um, Fair so... point. The trail went cold. Mr. Slimmer was my only chance, I think. He was the person everybody trusted. He was the only person I trusted. And when somebody you trust doesn't follow through, it kind of extinguishes any hope you have. You No, that, that's when you have to turn matters into your own hands and you have to go into the house yourself. That You know what? Typically in any film, that would be act two, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. However... Oh, I just found it, dude. All right, I'm going to show it to you. I'm not going to show this to the public because I don't want anybody to know. Maybe I'll take a picture. But here, I'll show you the house, dude. You tell me this doesn't look like 
a haunted house. Assuming, I assume I can send something to you through like Street View on Google. Sure. All right, I'm gonna try it. Oh, you know and what? We're, we're... I could just do a screenshot, couldn't I? Yeah, that probably works too. All right, let me put it into Paint. So let's talk about what we're gonna actually talk about, though. Okay. Which so... is scary stories. Yep, so we're going to talk about scary stories today. We have two stories we want to share with you all today. Um, the first one Connor's going to read um, from one of our favorite books. It's the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have read this in elementary. It's the, uh, it's the book with, with the, uh, the head that's smoking uh, a pipe and is kind of sticking out of the ground. It's like a skeleton, I'm isn't it? It's like a skeleton, yeah. And, and so Connor's going to read a story from there. And then I'm going to read a story from one of my favorite subreddits called Let's Not Meet. Um, basically, it's about stories of people getting stalked, um, attacked. Uh, and basically, it all ends with let's not meet again. Okay, and so we're going to share these two stories. Um, and then we're going to talk about which one we think is scarier. Um, this children's book or uh, a real life experience on Reddit. So it's a real life experience. It's a real life thing. This person says at the very beginning, this is a hundred percent true. I just sent you a picture of the haunted house and the, Oh my goodness. Tell me what you think. Oh my gosh. It doesn't, what's creepy about it is it has no, no like cement or sidewalk up to the, the house or the door or anything. It's just, it's all grass. Yeah, and you see that, like, there's the creepy balcony, and you see that window on the very top where it kind of turns into an A-frame? Yeah. So there's a window on the other side on, like, the... So we're looking at it. So uh, the left side of the house, there's a window on that end, and that's where they said the head got thrown out of. Oh, my into, And it's gracious. right beside, like, a cornfield like a, or a, a big field. So you would never be able to find it. It would just get overgrown. It would probably just fertilize the land if they did throw somebody's head out the window. The the bone the the skull would still be there though. That's true. That's true. But they probably I guess maybe they tried burying it. I guess they're not that lousy of killers if they were. But look at that shed too, right beside it. Dude, that is that's that's crazy. And that's where is, that's where you're Go ahead. I was about to say just nobody lives in that house. Still nobody lives there? Still no one lives there. Just the caretaker, oh the gosh. same caretaker who's been taking care of it for years. You never know. Hmm. Anyhow, let's get to this story. Okay. Now, like Dallas said, this is a an elementary school <sighs> classic. That's what I would describe it as. This was something that I think just about every kid on the block has probably taken out of the library but never actually read. I know I have multiple times. So we're going to read a short story. And uh, I just want to point out real quick, this book is by, it's a collected, um, like a collected series of stories retold by Alvin Schwartz. So I just wanted to give him his plug and his dues before I started reading this thing. The story we're going to read today, and I'm going to read it as scary as possible, the story today is called The Thing, not to be mixed up with the classic movie. All right, The Thing. <clears throat> Ted Miller and Sam Miller were good friends. 
they spent a lot of time together. On this particular night, they were sitting on a fence near the post office, talking about one thing and another. There was a field of turnips across the road. Suddenly, they saw something crawl out of the field and stand up. It looked like a man, but in the dark, it was hard to tell for sure. Then it was gone, but soon it appeared again. It walked halfway across the road, then it turned around and went back into the field. Then it came out a third time and started toward them. By now, Ted and Sam were scared. And he started running. Sorry. Don't laugh. I'm sorry. It's just like the third time it took them to get scared. Anyhow. But when they finally stopped, they decided they were being foolish. They weren't sure what had scared them. So they decided to go back and get a better look. Pretty soon, they saw it. For it was coming to meet them. It was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders, and a name tag that read Elder Kennedy. Just kidding. What? <laughs> no, it just it just got the black suspenders. It'd be crazy though. Sorry, I was trying to scare you. That's that's against the Dude, rules. Dude, it did it. I My apologize. heart's beating right now. Sam said, "I'm going to try to touch it. Then we'll know if it's real." He walked up to it and peered into its face. It had bright, penetrating eyes sunk deep in its head. It looked like a skeleton. (gasps) Ted took one look and screamed. And again, he and Sam ran. But this time, the skeleton followed them. When they got to Ted's house, they stood in the doorway and watched it. It stayed out in the road for a while. Then it disappeared. A year later, Ted got sick and died. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Toward, I'm going to read that again. A year later, Ted got sick and died. Toward the end, Sam sat up with him every night. The night Ted died, Sam said he looked just like the skeleton. That's it. No. What kind of no. story was that? That sounds Sam like it was died? put together by like a three-year-old. Because it was for a three-year-old. Dude, <laughs> I, are you kidding me? So were they trying to like say that he caught the disease from the skeleton that made the skeleton the skeleton? Or he was the skeleton? I have no idea. I, I, the art's I, genuinely creepy. But I don't know about the story. I think I think this story is alluding to the Black Plague. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the skeleton was the Black Plague, and it was given to Sam, and Sam died. That's all. That's all we're really getting from this, Who right? Who was going to touch it? Was it Ted? No, Sam said he was going to try to touch it. Mm-hmm. But Ted got sick. Huh. Weird. Wait, did Sam die or Ted die? Um, Ted died. Ted died, okay. But Ted, like, Ted didn't even have a line the whole story. It was only Sam who talked. But what I don't get is, like, they saw it, they got scared, and they're like, hey, what did we get scared for? And then they just walked back for no reason. That <laughs> didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, no, this is, just like most children's stories, it doesn't really make sense. 
Okay. Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? We don't. The thing that's scary about it is we don't know how true it is. However, yours that's will it. probably be more scary because we'll actually know how. You know, we'll actually know it's based in reality. Uh, as far as you know. As far as I know, you're right. You're right. So I think I think I think the beauty of that last story was just the unknowing, the not knowing of what really happened, why the heck Ted turned into a skeleton, um, and what happened to Sam. There's a famous line from Falcone, the gangster in. Batman Begins, um, mm -hmm. where he goes, you always fear what you don't understand. And I think that's what this story is alluding to, is that lack of understanding. We don't really know the connection, and that's what makes it scary. Because once, once it becomes like something you understand, I guess, or it becomes something that's tangible like you know it's weakness or you know you can defeat the bad guy, then all of a sudden it's not that scary. But when you don't understand it, then you're right. You fear the unknown. I also heard in that movie, um, when something is real, then the fear uh, becomes still. You know what I'm saying? Like when you know it's real, the fear is stilled. Wait, they say that in Batman? No, no, that was just my own quote. Um, <laughs> copyright trademark. Okay. <laughs> All right, should I go? Should I go into my story now? Yeah, let's go into your story. What's it called? Okay. Does it have a title? It does. Okay. Let me cue scary music. Let's get in the mood. Mm. This story is called "The Clown" <laughs> by Classified, so they didn't give their name. <laughs> Because because the story is real and they don't want to be caught by the clown again. Okay? Quick, qu quick question: Does this yes. story this story doesn't have a date on it? Does it like a timeline? Uh, submitted submitted two years ago. Okay, so this was after or before the whole clown epidemic. Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. Let me get let me get warmed up. Okay. It started in a haunted cave on Halloween. Just me and my friend Anna. Me and Anna are total opposites. She is blonde, outgoing, and completely fearless. I'm dark-haired, introverted, a people-pleaser. That's actually how I ended up at this cave. People-pleasing. Anyways. <laughs> Shut up. Let me finish the story. <laughs> That was a genuine reaction. Just a line. That's a bad line. People pleasing. Okay. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're back. Cue scary music again. We go through the cave, and it was pretty awesome. The usual people with chainsaws, screamers, clowns. One clown kept following us. He wasn't like the other clowns who wore face paint with fake blood spattered on them. He didn't have a big red nose and clown clothes. He had on regular, if not tattered jeans, a stained, sweated white tee, and a clown mask. The mask was pretty detailed. It had the eyes cut out and a wicked, jagged tooth mouth with blood speared around it. 
It was seriously creepy. He follows us all the way through the house as we giggle and run until the fog room at the end. Once we make it outside, we go to get Coco and watch the local bands play. I'm sorry. You were building up so much tension, and you just talked about how you guys were just giggling, and then you went and watched the local band play and get Coco. <laughs> all right, we're back in the story. All right, all right, Shut all right. up. Sorry, sorry. Cue the music. Cue no, the this music. is good. I was laughing. I was laughing. Okay, it's all good. <clears throat> While in line, the clown walks up and stands inches away from me, breathing in and out. So hard, his mask <laughs> sticks to his face. <laughs> can't read this. No, read it. Serious. Sticks to his face and releases with each breath. Okay, creepy, but normal for this place. What? What is this normal for this so place? I guess crap. This is like what I'm assuming is this is some sort of like Halloween festival. Okay. He didn't that's really be it. specify, but I assume that's what they're alluding to. All right. <clears throat> he walks away. We giggle, but he stays close, starting. What? Maybe close staring. Oh, All right. okay. Cue correction. <laughs> we walk over to the band, and he stands right behind me. He starts tugging on my hair. I ignore it, but he tugs harder. Why would you ignore that? Yeah. Suddenly, he pulls so hard, my head whips back. Ooh. Anna starts yelling at him and he lets go and walks away but like before not too far that didn't make sense she wanted to tell someone but i didn't we are at a haunted cave he probably didn't mean to but she said no they can't touch you and we walked over to the ticket booth to complain it went like this (laughs) ma'am your clown over there pulled my friend's hair so hard it almost ripped out. Ticket lady. I don't see any of our clowns. They are all in the cave. None of our people walk around out here. They are behind the rope. Rope right by us. Because some families with small kids come for the hayride and bands. Anna. That clown right there did it. How do you not see him? Ticket lady. Calm down, miss. That is not one of our clowns. Are you sure he isn't a friend of yours? Me? Thank you. We are sorry. What? So I just want to leave. (laughs) So I just want to leave. The clown's staring. I'm missing hair. This isn't fun. She's missing hair? Is this... Are these... Wait. Are these both girls? I think so. Okay, okay, okay. Fearless Anna decides to confront the clown. She marches right up with me behind her and demands he takes off his mask. He doesn't speak. He looks at me. He reaches out his hand to me and I refuse to touch him. He pushed Anna from in, from in front of me and two stepped two inches from my face and screamed the most terrifyingly psychotic scream I've ever heard. I think they meant heard. Any, anyway, everyone turned to look. The band stopped playing. Anna grabbed me by the arm and pulled. She, his stare 
had me frozen. Then Anna, like, grabbed my face, slapped me, and we ran. I looked behind, and he was standing, staring. Everyone went back to what they were doing like it was nothing. We got to the car and peeled out. Anna kept saying, we need the police, we need the police. I told her it wasn't a big deal. It was just a weirdo at a haunted cave. No hard feelings for the slap. I was scared too, etc. Then she said something that made my blood run cold. He had a knife. That's why she slapped me and pulled me away. Not from the fear of being screamed at. She saw the knife in his hand. We contacted the police, but they never took us seriously. I am now afraid to go to the haunted attractions, not because they are scary, but you never really know if someone works there or if they are there because they fit in so well. Whoa. Dude, that's actually kind of creepy. Isn't it? In the end. Yeah, what got me was, um, and I'm glad she cleared it up at the end. But she talked about how she was in line and all this stuff was happening. If you saw a girl getting her hair pulled by some clown, you would think you would intervene, right? You got to defend her honor. Right. There's tons of people in line. Like, it just just kind of struck me that nobody was doing anything. That was what got me. However, they did say later, like, and it was weird because nobody did anything. It was like, okay, so they are acknowledging the fact that they would people witnessed this and didn't do anything so that's where i start to doubt it because the only problem with i think being a story where you're meant to be taken at face value is how real does it sound and i feel Mm -hmm. like this could be i mean it was creepy but i think it could make it just a little bit creepier if maybe he did this like where nobody else was because i think the average joe would have totally been like hey clown stop clowning around with that girl she was she was too complacent she was just her hair is being tugged and later on she says she's missing hair yeah that's like if you're if you're getting hair pulled out you need to turn around and hit him in the face or something yeah what you need to defend yourself pull a scooby-doo and just pull his mask off if he's gonna pull your hair you should be able to pull his mask off exactly exactly but you don't want it to turn out to be like in science of the lambs where you pull his mask off find out it's another person's face here's um here's what i think would be interesting is good i think because this this happened two years ago correct yes and we haven't heard from her since no since the story was written so i think we need to track down what was her friend's name the blonde who was really brave or whatever it was um, uh, Anna. 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 Okay, we need to find Anna, and we need to ask her one question, two questions. Did your friend get sick, and did she end up before she died <gasps> looking like the clown? No. I think these stories are connected. <laughs> I think she I probably think right. is the clown. Cause think, it was like. Our stories were so similar because it was like three times where they had to like second guess what was going on. We had we had the skeleton and we had the clown. What if they're the same person? What if the skeleton didn't want people to know he's a skeleton, so we put on a clown ah! costume? Oh my gosh! This oh. is real. 
It's real. This is real. It's real. 100%. I'm getting tingles. I'm getting tingles. So here's the thing. Because now we've established one is the prequel and one is the sequel, which one is scarier? I would have to say the second because it reaffirms the first. It reaffirms and adds on to the first. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just elevates it to a whole new level. Although... The first one actually dealt with... Well, I guess they both did if we're going with the clown as the skeleton. But they both dealt with some um, intense power that we can't control. Was there a name associated <clears throat> with the writer of this story? Uh, classified. Classified. Because the characters in mine are Ted Martin and Sam Miller. I guarantee you she's either a Martin or a Miller. Most likely a Martin because Ted was the one who died. She's probably that's that's true. So she's because she, she's still alive. Yep. We need. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You know what I just realized? We need to do. Hmm. We need to submit these stories or this story, the second one, to Alvin Schwartz to let him know <gasps> the sequel for the new scary stories to tell in the dark. To the thing is available, and he doesn't even know it. Alvin Shorts, or I'm sending a message right now. <laughs> you gonna email this him? This is happening. I'm gonna email him. You, we should find his email address live on the podcast, and say, "Hey, Here. we found the sequel to the thing." Dude, I found his. I found his real Facebook page. He's got a family. <laughs> Dude, send it. If, if this you can, is, if this is real. Does it say he did the books? I don't know. Let me see, because there's only one Alvin Shorts on Facebook. Um, I wonder how old the dude was. Oh, my goodness. Him. It's oh him? Oh, my goodness. I think it is. And when I type in Alvin Shorts, it also shows that this book, the Scary Stories book, was banned. It was a banned book 2017, whatever that means. It was banned. Probably, Probably because of the thing. This guy is totally him. He's got to be. He's got to. He just looks like a rough rider. Oh, my God. Wait, it, how big... old is the guy? Let's see if it gives an age. It does not give an age. Um, doesn't give a place where it is. Dude, but he's got a big beard. He's got a... Oh, my goodness. He's got three kids, a wife. Oh, my gosh. This is real. This is him. He just looks like someone who would who would write and and read scary stories. Is he like an old man or is he younger? He's like 45. Okay, cuz I found one guy Maybe who looks 40. about I don't know. I might be looking at an another guy. I'm looking at like pictures of the super old guy from like 1916. It's got to be <laughs> him, dude. <laughs> you think so? Just message him tell him we found the sequel to the thing. A follow-up shorts this is great well while that's while you're working on that i want to talk about um what we're most afraid of personally clowns i think are up there for me like there's so many common fears i have a i think the thing i'm most scared of that is like a living creature spiders are scary i hate spiders but like something i've come in contact with that has been super scary cockroaches 
Cockroaches are, are you kidding me? One of my biggest fears. I hate them. I I think my my fear of cockroaches is is like a large cockroach, not necessarily like a small one, but just like a big one that can crawl in my face and eat me. Were you with me on the mission? Oh no, this was in Phoenix, so you weren't. There was a a lady we went to to visit, and they were hoarders, and they were in Phoenix, and they didn't clean anything, so they had roaches. But the thing that was most terrifying is we would go there to teach them, which we probably shouldn't have been. They, I, I don't even think they were non-members. I think they were like less active, like just like super lazy people, old and lazy. And we went there and I just remember sitting on the couch and watching her and she was an old lady and she had like issues with her legs she was really big so her legs like were you know you know how like old fat people are <laughs> their legs just kind of inflate um i i not not to joke about it but it's just it's something you see and i don't think she could feel anything in her legs honestly because there were baby roaches all over the couch she was on like, you could see them popping out of, like, the cracks in the couch. No. And then there were, like, little baby roaches crawling across her ankles and feet. And she didn't even know that it was happening. And it was so gross. And all I could think about was, holy crap, I cannot imagine how infested the couch I'm sitting on right now is. And I wasn't looking, but I was, like, trying to, like make it as fast as possible because i was ready to get out of there so i started like shifting myself eventually i kind of like got up out of my seat to stretch and just kind of stood there for a while but yeah there were roaches everywhere and like and i roaches like the first time i actually had real contact with roaches was on my mission and so after that i was just terrified of them hate cockroaches oh yeah absolutely i found an update real quick okay update he died on Alvin Short. He died in 1992. So oh. we need to find his grave and just put a note on his uh, his headstone um, just to, to reaffirm what we found. <laughs> to tell him we found the sequel to the thing. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. That's so sad. It's so sad. He died in New Jersey. Oh. So. Yeah. Dang it. Alvin Short. That's really sad. There's no hope. There's no hope. This was probably Maybe planned. It, this is planned. That was he's he's Alvin Schwartz is probably the skeleton from the thing. I was he came this. back two years ago as the clown that tugged the girl's hair. He did it because he wanted a sequel to the thing. He wanted a sequel. And because he's still in the spirit world, he's restless. He hasn't gone to the light yet. He needs some closure. He does. And that's that's how he gets it. Man, we have unveiled so much. We we are one of the most like academically professional investigative podcasts on the internet currently. I, I don't even so. know I if that we, sentence made sense. I think we just we just dive deeper into each story and each topic we talk about and we research um, anyone else thoroughly would. these things. Exactly. Exactly. We're professionals basically um without a degree. Yeah. I think, I think we we just intimidate people sometimes with how we piece things together. 
And you could say it's luck, but I'd venture to say that it's just natural for us. It's natural. And people are trying to bring us down, saying we shouldn't do this, but they're just a part of the Illuminati. They're the ones we're after. Man, and dude. And so we're getting close. The fear is real when it comes to the Illuminati, too. That's my other fear. Dude, tell me about it. What about you? So I've, I've said cockroaches. What about you? What's one of your biggest fears? Uh, a fear of a uh, one government world, like a, a one government that rules the entire world. That's my that's one of my biggest fears because I believe it is the world is too big to be run by one government, and I think we'll be left in the dust. We'll we'll be like the uh, the the Piper. What's that Piper movie? You know what I'm talking about the Peter the Peter Pied, Piper. The Pied Piper. No, the the where the the. the there's two kids. They are twin brothers. They get separated at birth. One becomes royalty. One becomes uh, oh, in poverty. You mean, <laughs> you mean the the prince and the pauper? The prince and the pauper. <laughs> the we're gonna be like the. <laughs> Shut up. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so it's we're okay. gonna be like that. We're gonna be in poverty, and nobody's gonna care about us until we switch places with those in 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 power. You know, it's uh. It's probably true, but you know it's you know it's also funny about just that comment you made about a uh, piper where I thought that was what? funny. It's I had an embarrassing uh, mix up with words recently. Sorry, this is off topic, but I think it's funny. Where I thought for years that the term noxious gases was obnoxious gases. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was noxious. I thought it was obnoxious because I thought it meant it was fumes that were irritating or it was like an irritant. And so I thought they used obnoxious as a way to describe gases. And I was talking to somebody and I said obnoxious gases. And they're like, are you sure you don't mean noxious gases? And I'm like, is that the word they use? Oh, I felt like such a moron. So I know how it is. <laughs> Everybody. I, think an- I think another one of mine is something called umphalophobia. Basically the fear of belly buttons. Um, I think for me personally, I'm scared of my own belly button. I'm scared of even touching it because I'm, I'm like afraid like it's going to split open and like you're going to be able to reach inside of me, Ooh. if that makes sense. Wait, you're scared of people touching it? I'm scared of touching my own belly button. Oh, yeah. I can see because how that I feel like, be a fear. I feel like, like I'm going to like push too hard and it's going to like go through my belly button and into my body. Do you know what I'm saying? That yeah, that's really kind of gross when I just think about it right now is making my hands sweat. I never thought about that. Um, so let's talk. (laughs) You're welcome. We're gonna talk about the top fears because I found a list. This list is on fearof.net. Pretty simple. Um, we're gonna talk about what the top hundred fears are. My guess, if you had to guess, Dallas, not looking, what would be your Mm -hmm. guess for the most common fear? Um, like the fear of heights, probably. Oh, that's a good one. Would be the number one one. Or, 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 um, oh, the fear of like, of uh, like being enclosed or like a crowded space Like claustrophobia? Claustrophobia, yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay, let's look at them. Number one, arachnophobia. The fear of spiders affects women four times more than men. 48% 48% of women suffer from arachnophobia and 12% of men do. I can respect that. Only 12% of men? That's not true. I'd probably yeah. be in that 12%. I mean, I'm not like... it. 
here's what I'm trying to uh, understand. When you have a fear of something, mm-hmm. is it are they talking about rational fears or are they talking about irrational fears like you couldn't even be in the same room as this thing? Irrational fears. Okay, so let's say we're saying irrational where people go crazy if they see this. Yes. That would be a ton of women if that were true. Okay. I, I, I feel like women have more fears than men do, too, just in general. Yeah. Sorry if that was sexist, um, <laughs> but it's truth. Okay. Just look at this. Just look at this. Um, the next one, I have never heard of this one, the name of this. Or if, sorry, ophidiophobia, the fear of snakes. Okay. Phobics avoid certain cities because they have more snakes. That's kind of true. I've done that. I mean, when I went, not that I've done it, but like, I don't think I would move to like a place where there's a lot of snakes for sure. Yeah. Like that would be something that would go off in my head. Uh, Acrophobia, the fear of heights. Hey, there you go. That's the third most common fear. 5% 5% of general population suffer from this phobia. Wow, that's a lot. I think in relation to this, there's that one movie that came out called The Walk. Have you, have you heard of that? Yeah. With uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. Um, I, I heard of people like walking out of that movie just because of how how realistic it was, and they were just completely freaked out from it. So I think that's a definitely realistic fear. I have a question. Um, when it comes to fear of heights... Is it simply the fear of being up high or is it the fear of thinking like, oh, this could, I could fall off of this? I could fall off. That's, okay. I think that's because it's not necessarily like being up there. Like you can be somewhere and not really think that you're that high. But when you look over, you just think immediately, oh my gosh, I could fall off and die. Because I, the only time I ever fear heights is like if I'm on the very edge of something. That's the only time yeah. I'm afraid of it. I think that's the same for me too. As long as you don't know that you're up high, um, or like can have like a, a vantage point that you can see that you're up high, then I think you're fine. So, like for instance, if you were in a skyscraper, right, and you mm-hmm. could look out the window and you could see your fifteen hundred stories up in the sky, would that be scary to you? If you just, well, maybe not that high, but let's say like a reasonable height, where like you're high enough, like you're at the top of the Empire State Building, you look out the window. I, w- I, I would be freaked out. My hands okay. would be sweating. So I wouldn't um, be afraid if I was looking out the window. It would be if I was like, if I had a really thin edge I was standing on. That's when I'd okay. be scared. That's where we differ. As long If I can just see that I'm like really high up, then I freak out. Okay. But, gotcha. Yeah. How? What do you think is like your max height that you can go to? Max comfortable height that I know I'm, like I can see that I'm up that high. Uh-huh uh 30 feet really oh yeah (laughs) like skyscrapers you can't do i can i can do them as long as i'm not like looking out the window wow that's interesting then i get freaked out yeah but i think like if i'm like on a cliff or something i still get freaked out like even if it's like a cliff over a pond that you jump into oh that's horrible Horrible. oh yeah i feel you okay let's go to number four this one's interesting. Agoraphobia, the fear of open or crowded spaces. People with this fear often won't leave home. Hmm. 
I get annoyed by crowded spaces. I don't know if I'm necessarily scared of them. I just get annoyed by them. Yeah, I don't think I have that either. I think I'm fine with with open and crowded spaces. Number five is cynophobia, the fear of dogs. This includes everything from small poodles to Great Danes. Not something I suffer from. No, that's interesting. Um, Especially serving like the reservation where there's just random dogs just running around. Yeah, Um, dude. I think, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. You loved random dogs running around? But I think think my niece um, has this phobia because whenever my brother's dog comes, she starts crying, bawling, and does anything she can to get into the house. Dang. I love dogs. I mean, I can understand, like, big scary dogs that try to eat you, like, not liking them or having a bad experience with, like, I got attacked by a German shepherd once when I was a kid, and that wasn't fun. But I don't think I have a fear of dogs because of that. Um, uh, Number six, astrophobia, the fear of thunder lightning, a.k.a. brontophobia. There's so many names for it. Why do they need so many names for the same thing? Why not? There's like three other names. Tonitrophobia, Sarahunophobia. Yeah, I guess why not? That's a good point. Uh, kind <laughs> of a... I can understand like lightning and thunder. Like thunder's loud, so I could just see that like being kind of a jump scare. Um, and lightning, like I can understand being afraid of lightning. Just That's an irrational fear still, but like being struck by lightning, I can understand being scared of that. Uh, number seven, we're going to do, we're going to go down to number 10. Um, number seven, claustrophobia. There we go. Fear of small spaces like elevators, small rooms, and other enclosed spaces. I, I don't know if I understand that fear necessarily. Have you ever suffered from claustrophobia? Um, yes. Once when my brother... Um, and me were at our grandparents' house. He wrapped me up in a blanket, um, and basically covered my head so I couldn't see where I was at. I could just see that I'm I'm just stuck in this entire blanket, and I I literally stopped breathing. I was so freaked out. Ooh, that is scary. it was horrible, and I couldn't move my arms because it was so the blanket was so tight around me. Oh, mm-hmm. just no control. You're just at the mercy of of your uh, your your abuser. That's true. Uh, number eight. Miso- Wait, just real quick. I, I didn't. I wasn't abused by my brother. Okay. I should have said that. <laughs> I assumed it was just like sibling roughhousing that went a little too far without. Yeah, knowing. I got him back later on though, so it's fine. <laughs> number eight. Um, misophobia, the fear of germs. It is also rightly termed as germophobia or bacteriophobia. Uh, germs. I don't, I'm not scared of germs. I mean, I'm reasonably scared of germs. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to lick a toilet seat. But, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm not constantly thinking about it either. Like, I wash my hands quite often. But it's not something I've ever really feared. Unless I was in a situation where, like, I wasn't able to have proper proper cleaning supplies maybe but i've never been mm-hmm. in that situation so okay uh what about night aerophobia the fear of flying 25 million share of fear of flying i hate flying i used to not mind it ever since my last flight 
or sorry, the flight before this last one, I've hated flying because a plane, I swear on my life, almost crashed. I don't know. Dude, I think every, I told that story already. So Every time I land on a plane, I feel like we're going to crash because it's just the, the plane shakes. It's like breaking. You hear squealing. It's like we're about to die. Yeah. That's the, and like you're you're flying so fast, you're barreling down the the runway, and I'm mm-hmm. always like, we're just gonna crash into the airport. <laughs> That's how I feel every <laughs> single time. It sucks because you can't see in front of you either, so you don't know if you're gonna hit anything. You're just at the complete mercy of the the pilot. Right. Ugh. And like just turbulence and stuff like that. Like I heard about that story about that uh, Delta airline that flew through Hurricane Irma. I think it was. Oof. Oh, really? I pity those passengers. It was an Seriously. accident. They went into the storm, and they made it out, luckily, but it would have been an incredibly unpleasant ride. Yeah. I don't know Holy how they made it out of that. That would have been insane. I don't think you can. Are you sure they made it out? That's what I heard. They found, okay, like, they had to be directed by... Um, like air control and they found this tiny little sliver that they were able to make it through that let them out uh it's crazy okay um oh number t- 10 the last fear we're going to talk about uh tripophobia the fear of holes is an unusual but pretty common phobia now are they talking about like deep holes in the ground or are they talking about holes in general, like your ear? Um, I think, like, look at that picture to the right. Like, you just see there's just a whole bunch of holes put together. Uh-huh. I, I think it's kind of like that's what they're talking about. Because recently there's the new the, the show American Horror Stories. Like, this whole season is about this 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 disorder. Like, one of the characters has this this disorder, and so... I don't know. It freaks me out. It, it kind of just tenses me up when I look at it. Um, I think I think for me, it's almost like picturing in my own body having holes. What? And it's I don't know. I just picture this on my body. Oh, you mean like, the the picture? Yeah, like these holes on my skin. And oh, it just that's freaks weird. Me out. I thought it was yeah. like the fear of like falling into a hole or like black holes. Or something. No. Maybe maybe that too. Maybe it's just all encompassing. Every hole they're afraid of. <laughs> okay. That's odd. That's really odd. I've never thought about that. But twenty five million Americans. You guys are all weirdos. <laughs> just kidding. Thanks. Just kidding. I appreciate it. It's it's really interesting. I've never heard that fear before. It does like looking at it now doesn't really like surprise me, but just because there's so many weird phobias. It's just interesting. I'm just going to look through this list real quick to see if there's any really interesting ones. Okay. Fear of water. Okay, I can understand <laughs> being near. Okay. Fear of blood. I kind of have that. I never look at blood when it's getting taken from me. Fear of fear of commitment. That's one that I deal with. Oh, I can't be committed to anything. Hmm. The fear of driving. Sometimes I get that. Just just in Utah with the women drivers. Every time I drive, I feel like I'm going to die. Like, I constantly think, oh, I could just take a left and kill myself right now. Like, not that I want <laughs> to. It's just something I think in my mind, like, oh, 
that's plausible. That could happen, and it freaks me out. Uh, here's a good one: the fear of midgets. Ooh, that's interesting. Those poor people. Acodraplasiaphobia. The fear of ducks. <laughs> Um, fear of zombies that's a good one fear of clowns I thought the fear of clowns would be more than 88 on the list yeah I thought that'd be up in like the 20s want to know what's weird want to know what's more common than fear of clowns according to this list I have no idea what the credibility of this list is I would almost doubt it's credible whatsoever banana phobia (laughs) fear of bananas that's 63 (laughs) that's above the fear of clowns all right so the guy who wrote this is jacob olson so if you have any problems with this list go to him don't go to us Ooh, the fear of being buried alive i've i've thought about that that does freak me out what what would what would you do if you were buried alive well it's like that scene from kill bill where she just punches through the casket or maybe it's kill bill too and she digs her way out. And then I watched a Mythbusters on that scene. And they're uh-huh. like, yeah, it's totally impossible to do that. <laughs> because you really? wouldn't have... The thing is, you wouldn't have the leverage to be able to properly uh, punch through the... I, I guess leverage isn't, isn't the right word. You wouldn't have the room to actually be able to punch through the wood. Plus, you have like hundreds of pounds of dirt on top of you. So even if you cracked through, somehow miraculously you cracked through the uh, the casket, there'd be nowhere, like, you'd have to push hundreds of pounds of dirt to get through the casket. I don't know. Yeah, it couldn't happen. Plus, I'm you not, would probably suffocate before any of that. When we were burying my dog, like, this is kind of dark, but i just remember we had to bury my dog like this time last year probably closer to more like winter but anyhow we were putting him in his casket in his little uh we wrapped him up in like a blanket and stuff we were burying him and we had to throw all the dirt on him and i'm just like oh all i could think of that was that kill bilzy i'm like if he's still alive man poor guy's never gonna be able to get back up and um and then I just remember my dad at the very end because it was a little uneven, like with the piece of grass we took out. So my dad had to get on top of the grave and kind of stomp it, press it down. And I was just like, no, my oh, dog. That's so sad. But anyhow. I miss your dog. I... <laughs> We've got two dogs now, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, okay, so we're going to finish this episode off. Uh, we hope that you were sufficiently frightened, scared, chilled to the bone. And we're going to finish this off with something new. We haven't done this before. Um, this is called a, the weekly challenge. Because we said we have a new format where each episode will kind of lead into the next. Um, next week, we will still be sticking with the theme of horror. We have not decided specifically upon what the entire theme of the specific episode will be. This time was horror stories. We'll figure it out as the week comes along, but we have this thing called a weekly challenge. And this week's weekly challenge is to write and perform a scary song on next week's episode. It must include some reference to some form of monsters within the song. So 
Dallas, you can take that as you will. You can either include music. It could be acapella. It could be whatever you want it to be. We just have to have some... It doesn't matter how long or short it is. Just a song. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. I will too. Um, we just have to make sure we have some sort of reference to a monster <laughs> within the song. Um, and we cannot... Obviously, we can't just like rip off another song you can do a parody if you want you can do a parody of a song but we can't just like sing a song that already exists has to be something we come up with okay i respect that let's do it all right so weekly challenge next week we will either i don't know how we're going to fit into the episode i don't know if we'll open with it or we'll end with it we'll figure it out as it comes uh do you have any final words before we close out this episode dallas um yeah so i'm going to try to put a poll up on our website um let us know which which story you found the scariest mm. um if if any you found scary um and then also just let us know your thoughts and and uh if you enjoyed the episode absolutely well we want to thank you guys for listening we hope that with this new structure things will be a little more clear cut from now on um hopefully people will be able to follow the show a little more i don't know exactly how it's going to go down the line we have some rough ideas for what the other months will be about but because it is october and because halloween is such a big part of october we figured we had to do horror and since we like to talk about all sorts of stories i thought this would be a perfect way to initiate the new form of the podcast again sorry for the hiatus now that we have a new format i think it'll go smoother from now on we won't be uh hitting our heads on our desk trying to think of new ideas because i think this will help spur a lot of those ideas so thanks again guys uh if you have any questions if you would like to come on the show you can always email us at constantcompodcast at gmail.com um also you can find us on itunes if you're not listening to us there already you can find us on stitcher of course you can find our website facebook instagram twitter etc if you want to uh, talk to us or follow us. So thank you guys again for listening, and we will be signing out for tonight. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You and me together. Together. Constant companions forever. Forever. Talking about things like weather or not. Oh, not. Take some time out of your week. Your week. Listen, and then you will see. Oh, you'll see. How much you enjoy our show. Or not. Or not. You're about to experience constant companions.